Welcome everybody to the loudest podcast. We are the loudest podcast on the internet. I'm your host, comedian Asterios Kokodos. With me is comedian adjacent Sarancha. Hello. Okay. On the loudest podcast, I'm trying to figure out what our hook is. Because with science friction, it was so easy. It was uh, it was the sci-fi comedy game show where comedians earn points for their opinions and how close those opinions are to my opinions. Stairs kills a kid. It was easy. The kids' advice podcast hosted by broken people. Pork chatter. That's easy. <laughs> Every week we talk about pork news. It was right. But the last podcast, the people need a hook. The best debate show where we debate both sides of an issue. I'll take my $500 consulting fee now. <laughs> That's really good. I really like that. I wonder if anybody's using it. I doubt. Well, I doubt anybody <laughs> cool is using it. Can we do news headlines from around the web at the end of this episode? <laughs> Why Do you want to just do them now? Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, here's the hook I was thinking real quick. Um, two, two comedians in love... Uh, look at look at normal things through their own weird lenses. Because it's like, we talk about Survivor. We talk about Mom. This week we'll be talking about Cutthroat Kitchen. <laughs> we can talk about whatever CBS reality show you want, baby. <laughs> yeah, we talk, we, we watch Fam. We're, we talk, like, this episode we're going to be talking about the differences and similarities between Cutthroat Kitchen and Chopped. Yeah. We I talk about normie boomer shit. Speaking of, oh, you want to open with the non-normie boomer shit? Okay, let's do it. Uh, oh, Mommy Jones called me at two in the morning last night. Yes, something <laughs> woke me up. And I thought I heard you talking to Monkey Jones. Yeah, to ask me why I'm following. Do you remember Jesse Slaughter? There's Jess someone named Jesse Slaughter? Yeah, you might know her as the consequences will never be the same. Okay. <laughs> Now I know exactly who Jesse Slaughter is. Uh, for those of you who don't, so, uh, do you want to explain this? No, you go ahead. Okay. Because I'm going to definitely say something insensitive. <laughs> you go ahead. I don't know. There was a girl in Texas. Was she on 4chan all the time? Yeah, and she also had sex with a pedophile, which is not her fault. She was molested. I believe, allegedly, allegedly she was molested. I told you this is why I should not be explaining this. <laughs> I didn't know. Is this critical to the story? I think so. Okay. I think so. You know what? I'm going to give you the runway now. No, I don't want the runway. You take the runway. Okay. Look, here's how normal people talk about this girl. Oh, she's so silly. She would go on 4chan. She was a young girl. And her ornery dad, who did not understand the internet, would come in and be like, I'm going to call the cyber police because I backtraced it. And consequences will never be the same. Now here's how weirdos talk about Jesse Slaughter. Immediately bring up a potential sexual assault history and then throw in a legend in there so you don't get sued by her rapist. But that's why she made that video. It was a video that the consequences are never been the same videos because everybody was making fun of her and calling her bad names. Well, like what? Like words for women that you don't like me saying on this program. Were they calling her that because she was molested? Yes. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that part. 
I thought her dad didn't want her on the internet because nobody should be I on mean, the internet. I nobody, mean, nobody under the age of 16 should be on the internet. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, okay. So now let's reframe this again. So 4chan is mocking a possible sexual assault survivor. Yes, as is tradition. And then her dad is telling her, don't go on the internet. This is the first time ever I've agreed with the dad. Really? Yeah, she probably, she shouldn't be going to an online space where they're targeting her for something that happened to her. I mean, okay, this isn't relevant anymore, and I'm probably messing this story up, but... Uh, he called me to ask me why I was following her on Instagram, and the reason the answer is because she's kind of a train wreck now. And also, someone posted her nudes in Mumkey Jones's chat. Nudes that were not leaked. I think she did some kind of cam girl's dream, and I guess he wanted my opinion on them. The opinion is, nah, not good. Not great. <laughs> Shouldn't the opinion be, it's 2 a.m.? Monkey? No, the opinion that I answered, I think, I, I don't even remember what he asked me, but I was like, yeah, good night, Monkey. <laughs> I remember, okay, the last time I tried to go to sleep on time, I'm trying to go to sleep on time for my mental health. Traditionally, I will fall asleep at 4, at 4 a.m. feeling guilty that I haven't accomplished more. So last night, I was in bed at 11.30. All of a sudden, some monkey, I, I hear like, Monkey, why are you calling me? It's 2 a.m. Monkey, I'm in bed. Good night, Monkey. And <laughs> then just the phone hanging up. I was asleep, but it's okay. Let's see. I am that type of friend. If you call me at 2 a.m. because your girlfriend's beating the shit out of me, <laughs> I will answer the phone. Okay. So the so the news weren't great? That. No, it was not not even I would yeah. give them a two out of ten. The lighting was just not good. Lighting is half of a nude. Yeah, yeah, and you can't Photoshop a live video, so yeah, sorry. That leads me into my first news headline from around the web. Man, let me tell you, the first person who makes porn for women is going to be a billionaire, and I'm not saying porn for women like what men think women want in porn i'm saying two actual, cheerleaders scissoring actual porn directed by actual women because i meant i mean first of all first of all why are all male porn stars so ugly i can explain why are they all bald start with that why are all of them bald okay i can explain this i can explain this first off inter- interestingly pornography is one of the only fields where men make way less than women. So if there's one place we need men's rights... Good, you're all ugly. It's the porno field. Male porn stars aren't chosen for their looks. They're chosen for either their dick size or their ability to have sex for three hours and then the moment you need them to execute, they can execute. Because the thing is, you're on a porn set... You got lights, you got PAs, you got craft services, there's a director, a producer, time is money on a porn set. You you only have this McMansion rented out for one day. So you need to capture a lot of angles, a lot of footage, but then when you gotta go, you gotta go. 
That's what a male. That's why you hire a male porn star. And man, I feel bad for most of these male porn stars because, first of all, it's like I'm watching. I'm watching old, impotent, bald Vin Diesel or desperately try to work against the hands of time and maintain an erection for forty minutes while this poor y- young nymph, nymphette who's probably stoned out of her mind yes just uh, tries to pretend that she's having a good time it's just it's disgusting it's disgusting and let me tell you all of them are like this i don't know why they are all bald but grow some hair they're all bald because they have high testosterone they have high testosterone because they are constantly having sex so their body so like their nervous system and shit is telling them like I guess you need a lot of testosterone for all this fucking you're doing. This is the opposite of my fetish. <laughs> this is the opposite. I'm going to toss you a porno that I think you might. I'm going to toss you like a porn scenario that I think you might like. Hang on. Let me let me finish. Sure. First. Sorry. I finally found a Sirius the other day. A porn. This is my frustration. This is my hell. I don't care how much you little you get paid on your porn set as a male porn star. That's right. Siraja hates men's rights because let me tell you what I have to deal with. Finally, I found a porn star that I I don't hate myself for looking at for more than five minutes. Good looking guy, probably in his late 20s, early 30s, long hair, muscular. I'm like, yes, finally, I could get into this. So I look him up on Pornhub. Follow on all of his social media channels. Obviously, <laughs> Look him up. He does nothing. I shit you not. Nothing but stepmom porn. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And I'm like, what the fuck is... Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? That's like finding a... a that's like that's like that's like Riley Reed does nothing but scat porn now. It's fucking disgusting. I, I, I got so excited just to be let down. So hard. <laughs> and it's ridiculous. I'm in pain. Well, is it possible that he also does stepsister porn? It's all, what does it matter, man? What's it matter? Because stepsister, because clearly you are looking to. I'm looking for a porno where he does not fuck a family member. Oh, How, is that's that a, your problem with it. I thought it was the age gap. Is it that tall of an order? Yeah. Why uh, is this? Why? First of all, why is stepmom, stepsister porn all over the place now? Because of you. Is guys. this not? No, it, I don't remember that being a thing it, when it, I was in high school. It's because of you, goddamn Zoomers. You. Here's the thing. You all want a mommy. You all, you Zoomers, want a mommy to take care of you, give you chicken nuggets. Where, where, where? Now look. Do I want a mommy too? Yes, of course I do. Absolutely. Do I realize the irony of my statements? Yeah, that's kind of the joke. But, um, hmm. I don't understand why you want to fuck your stepsister, though. You know what I mean? Stepmom, I get. Experienced older woman who knows her way around the rope can take care of you. I guess the only reason to get into stepsister porn is because it's, it's naughty. It's, like, really naughty. Here's the porn that I grew up watching. You're, you have to fire your secretary because she's doing a bad job. But is there anything she could do to keep her job? Yeah. Well, there is one thing. Nurse, teacher, uh, uh, next door neighbor. I guess that, I guess those things which were naughty to me are now so normal to your generation 
that the only left, the only place left to go is incest. See, I mean, I remember when I see when I grew up, uh-huh. the porn was all. I think that this was the point when rea- fake reality porn was becoming a thing. Like, oh, it's a grainy cell phone video of woman sucking dick for a taxi fare. <laughs> this is a thing that happens. <laughs> I think that was the next iteration. I guess now it's fucking your family members. It's disgusting. I can't. That's not normal. That's not normal. That's like your favorite porn star. You find a porn star that just checks off every one of your fetish boxes. And then you find out she's got like a giant tattoo of your dad on her thigh. Like if you try really hard you can do it, but it's going to be a challenge, and it's a challenge that I don't need. <laughs> it probably would not cost that much to hire this guy to do a porn script that you wrote. With me? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Kidding. Wait a minute. What? I'll do a porno trade. A porno? Okay, which, I, I mean, I think that your, your, your star of choice is going to be a lot more expensive. <laughs> I... I totally agree with that. But one night, porno trade hall pass. Yeah, let's do it. Because this guy's like $500. I'm sure you could fuck this guy for like $500. I got to fly him in from Los Angeles, though. <laughs> or we could just both fly to LA where all the porn stars are. That's true. We could Airbnb at McMansion. Dude, dude do you want to know something funny? Every Airbnb in Los Angeles specifically says you cannot use this to shoot in. And if I see this house in any published video, you will be sent a five thousand dollar fee. I'm like, this is totally because people don't want people fucking yes in their houses. Yes, yes that's exactly right. That's exactly <laughs> right. Okay, I've never seen that anywhere else. I'm trying to think of which porn star I'd want. People are going to want to know the name of your porn star. I tried to look him up on Twitter and I couldn't find it. Just go to Pornhub's list of most popular male porn stars. You'll find him pretty quick. Pornhub. <laughs> he actually looks a lot like Joe from Survivor. Most popular male porn stars. And tell, and tell, tick off every bald person. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, bald. Johnny Sins is bald. Bald, bald ugly, bald, bald. Rocco. Sifredi is 90. Oh. Uh, oh, right. There's this There's this British guy I see all the time, Danny D. Uh, Ew. He, Ew. he looks like Doctor Who. Ew. Shane, Shane Diesel is bald. Is it possible your guy is Manuel Ferrara? Or no, he's 41. Yep. Rico Strong. Julio Gomez. I don't fu- know if he does porn anymore. I don't think he does. The guy who you're into? Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Fucked one too many moms. Top male porn star list. I just want you to fully appreciate how disgusting everyone on this list is. Yeah, we're going to need to find this guy. Okay, at the break, we're going to need to find this, the name of this guy because he's going to. Dri- this is going to drive everybody I know crazy. the name. I just want you guys to look it up yourself so you have to firsthand experience how fucking ugly. Put yourself in a woman's shoes. It's Woman's History Month marches. Like it is. So put yourself in a woman's shoes and look at how fucking gross. Okay. All these points. I have going. a pitch for you on the kind of porn you'd like. I'm ready. All right. This guy, whoever he is, all right. Th- uh, he comes home at night. He's dressed real nice. He's wearing a, a suit jacket, matching pants, uh, white shirt, no tie, like one button's undone. Okay. He comes home with a girl. The girl is wearing like a, 
like a tight dress, but also nice and flattering. It's not like a booby dress. It's but it's like a cocktail dress, and she's wearing like big thick shoes. They both come in laughing. Like it's clear they've had a they've had a drink. They're they wait they they're saying like good night. And they, they come in and they both go like I had a lot of fun tonight. I had a lot of fun tonight too. They sit down on the couch and put on TV, but then they start making out a little bit, and then he goes down on her, and then she falls asleep. <laughs> what do you think of this as Sriracha's ultimate porn? And then here's what he does. He carries her upstairs, put, helps her out of the dress, hands her like a facial wipe to take her makeup off, tucks her in, puts her to bed, goes downstairs, comes back upstairs with a glass of water, puts it next to her on the night table, plugs in her phone, and then she just falls asleep. I mean, that's that's great, but I, I don't... See, this men... You couldn't men. jerk off to that? No, absolutely not. What is it going to take for you people? This is men. Men don't fucking understand women. Here's what I exactly what I was talking about. This is a man's idea of what a woman wants in porn. Like even if the in the romantic category. Listen, look it up. Pornhub does every year these surges on what women are looking for. I think gangbang is one of the most popular porno categories. Yes, as with is women. glory hole. As it, it's all this, all this. You know, yes. All I want, I'm a very, I'm a very simple woman. All I want is a not disgusting porn star. Is that too much to ask? Okay, so this guy, let's name him Frank. This guy you like, all right? Frank. <laughs> Frank goes to the doctor, and the nurse says the only way that she can cure his erectile dysfunction is with some hands-on medicine. She starts doing her thing. She does her thing. He does a little bit back on her. They start having sex. He finishes on uh, he he executes in in one of the in one of the porno zones. She goes, "Wow, Frank, I think you're cured, but I think we might need a follow up next week." That'd be good. I like that. You're so so. The porn you want is just regular porn with less gross guys. Yes. Okay. Yes. So what's wrong with the, but but no, but no incest? No incest. No incest. Uh huh. Keep going. Limited blowjob scene. Okay. It that does nothing for me. And maybe some people it does, but not for me. What about the reverse? Oh, plenty of that. Okay. Plenty of that, but at a decent angle. At multiple angles. You know how they have like six different angles for mouth stuff? Yes. Or men. Do that for women. Like I wanna see ec- outside. I want like but strap a GoPro to his head. That's a great idea. That'd be nice. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now, real quick, toss me the porn you want to see, cast it, do the whole thing. Also, what does the girl look like in your ideal porn? Uh, attractive enough that I can that I'm not the reverse, like, but not so attractive that I don't think that he wouldn't bang me. <laughs> okay, so you're looking for a girl who's like an eight? A little less. Little a seven. Less. Yeah. All right. Okay. Like, I want her to have a good body, but maybe a kind of a jacked-up face. Is the reverse okay? No. Okay. Not so, at all. <laughs> uh, understood. So, so Sriracha says, no fat chicks, okay? No fat chicks. That's what she said, not me. I'm progressive. Um, okay, so, does she have to have a killer? It, what if her body's too nice? Is that going to freak you out? No. Yes. Okay, yes. so she can't be, like, cut. Yeah, no, I don't want a bodybuilder. Okay. I want, and I don't want Kendall Jenner either. Nobody too skinny, like a little, little tummy, but not 
to the point where it's in its own special category. <laughs> like if you could look it up and the, there's a tag that says chubby, I don't, I'm not interested. Oh God, yes, I know. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> All right. So what you're looking for is the Playboy body, which is like not muscular, but uh, and not like, but not skeletal. Right. The the girl next door. Okay. Correct. All right. What's this now? But what's the scenario? Pitch me the plot. Um, not too much plot. Okay. Not too much plot. I liked your original scenario of them coming home after a nice, nice date. Nice date where they paid attention to one another. <laughs> yeah. And they were also clearly out with friends, which means these are not two weirdos. Yes. They have friends and they just like, that's it. That's all you need. You don't need some crazy setup. Okay. That. All right. But, all right. So. So she goes down on him a little bit. He goes down on her a lot. Now let's get to the good stuff. Is it okay that it's happening on a couch, or do you need them to do it in the bed? Or uh, couch is fine. Okay, couch is fine. How, how many different positions are you looking for? Two, and the video is seventeen minutes long in total. Okay, so you don't want like an hour long thing. <laughs> Correct. Okay. Any particular reason why? Because I have ADD. <laughs> Okay. I just no. can't stare at that for an hour. Are you serious? I'm going to be skipping around. We need to keep this low budget. No, look. I We've I'm got the one attractive porn star in Hollywood. We do not have the budget to have him here for more than 17 minutes. I thought maybe the reason you didn't want it super long is because you don't like the idea of seeing this female porn star worked over for an hour. You'd start to feel bad that she gets tired. Nah, nah. Okay. I that's it. All I right. Think I, I think it's more budgetary concerns. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, what's the grand finale? I don't know. You make that part up. Honestly, oh, let me pitch you some ideas. Okay. It ends traditionally. Like, like stuff happens in the biblical zone, and then and then they like they do some more kissing, zoom in on on his face, fade out. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Okay. I'm gonna pitch you some other things. Okay. Um it ends with with him making a deposit on one of on one of these three zones, eh, uh, or spinning around, eh. Eh and uh are fine. Not too thrilled about the first one. Nowhere above the neck. Okay, <laughs> so uh spinning around, uh. Yeah. But eh, no, preferred. Eh, okay. Eh, uh. I'm so sorry, audio Wait. listeners. If you'd like to find out what the fuck we're talking about, please visit patreon.com slash stereos. You can have access for just just $15 a month. You have access to a weekly live stream. You can see me, my disgusting hair, and my purple lipstick. I have alternatives around you today. I think you look hot as hell over here. <laughs> it's, All a right. different, it's a different now, look for me. Now, look, it's just, just because I just want to make absolutely clear. You would prefer below-the-neck front zone. Yes. Now, what... Now, what's hotter to you, below-the-neck front zone or missionary biblical finish zone? Uh, below-the-neck front zone. Really? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Just checking. I think we've exhausted this conversation. Let's move on to the next topic on our outline. Are you starting to feel a little guilty about talking about this? Is this getting too gross? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Moving out. All right. Now, because the audience is going to want to know, here's what I'd like. Wait, <laughs> please. Um... There's two, there's a male spy and a female spy, and they're on a mission together. Uh, and one of them is bald and disgusting. One of them is bald and disgusting. Um, uh, they get captured and separated. The female spy has to use her sexual wiles to get out. 
She uh, frees the dude and they both escape on a helicopter and then they make out in the helicopter. Are all of the guards bald? Yeah. <laughs> you women want so much from I your just male want hair. That's all I want. Well, if you're okay, if you want a guy with hair, here's what's good. No, what do you want to say? I shouldn't have to go to Long Beach to jerk off. Okay, here's what I'm saying. If you want a guy with hair, here's what you're going to see. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Too soon. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Zooming on a girl's disappointed face. Fade out. Like, these bald guys, they can take a cue. And you, don't you need that? I would even take a smaller wiener. It's not about, honestly, it's really not a ton about the wiener size. Wiener size is secondary to, can they, can they take notes? I don't understand this euphemism. What are you talking about? Like, you talking about. The money shot. The money. It's it's really important to do the money shot at the proper time because things have to be lit. Like, the girl has to be coked up enough to handle it. Like, the camera has to be in the right place. Here's the thing. If you tell me. Steris, I need you to fuck for 19 minutes. I'm not going to tell you when you need to come, but you need to come exactly when I tell you to. And if you don't come right away, this entire day is ruined. It's like these male porn stars, the reason they're hired is because they can control their ejaculation. Can't you just do some creative editing, though, to, you know, make it look like it's at the end? Like, couldn't you just film it whenever you want? Uh Uh-huh. Have a snack, (laughs) take a break, and then come back and complete the rest of the scene? Well, I mean, you could, but it's like you're not going to get that day one energy. You know what I mean? I guess. Like, why not, instead of filming for four hours one day, film for two hours two days? (laughs) Because you've doubled your production budget. Because now you need to rent the location for two days, hire the crew for two days, get the lights for two days, rent the cameras for two days. Rent a less shit. Well, rent a shittier big bitch. (laughs) People already are not paying. Hey. Question, Zoomer, have you ever paid for pornography? Zero times in my life. Okay. You're asking a lot. But ask me if I've ever watched pornography loaded with ads. Have you? Yes, every time. Don't you use Adblock? I do, but not on my phone. You can't get that on your phone. If you're sitting in bed and it's time to flip from on lock to off lock... (laughs) You can't stop the ads. You can't stop the influx of ads, especially if you're looking at the weird shit. Okay. I am someone who has paid for high quality pornography. Not a lot and definitely not recently. But but after college, like there was this site called Naughty America. And it was like every week you get a couple of incredibly well shot, well lit, Hot scenarios like a secretary or the female boss comes in and she's like, you screwed up this report. And the guy's like, what can I do? I'm just an intern. And she's like, well, I know one thing you're good for, you know, um, or a thing where uh, where like, uh, you know, there's a dude and he's married and the next door neighbor comes up with a cup of sugar and then spills it all over her. You know what? And then goes, would you help me clean this off? And the guy goes, <laughs> but I'm married. And the girl goes, don't worry. It'll be our little secret. Is it's hotter ne- to me than you're married. Like is the next episode her getting treated for a yeast infection. <laughs> maybe she got treated for a yeet infection because of how hot that sex was. Pretend I just dabbed. <laughs> okay. I will. Yeah. You can't dab with coffee. Yeah. Um, I've paid for this stuff. Maybe there's a website out there that is already doing this. 
You think you're the first person who ever thought, I wish they were friendly or porn for women? You're definitely not. There's an episode of 30 Rock all about this. I mean, I think there are, but I don't think any of them are made by women. Like, I think it's just men's stupid idea of what women want. That's where I have to disagree with you. There are a lot of femme-forward, lady-positive pornographers out there now because because here's the thing your generation is the first generation that has grown up with girls it being okay for girls to watch porn i mean yeah but then i mean and now some of them are getting older they're getting cameras they're getting frisky they're getting lit on the web i've seen those female centered pornos and sometimes they get too weird like sometimes there's there's such a thing as being a little too empowered. Such as like the whole thing, like oh, I'm getting pooped on because I choose to get pooped on. It's like well, you're still getting pooped. <laughs> like that's like those uh, if you watch kink.com, they do the scene beforehand. It's like hi, we like each other. I'm gonna choke the fuck out of you now, and then afterwards they're like, was that okay? Are you all right? And then the, she has to pretend that she was not just choked. Of, like there's not red marks all over her neck. Still, and that makes me more upset than the actual pornography because they're clearly pressured into it and they're clearly not enjoying themselves. Okay, I want to put a bow on this segment, much like a bow that would be around a topless female porn star, and then she'd go open your present and then you pull on one string, <laughs> like um, because we're gonna take a break. But uh, male listeners, ask your girlfriends or your lady friends. For porn sites that they like and tweet those to us. Now, remember, male listeners, I am not looking for what porno you like. Uh, please don't. Please don't set. Then my Twitter will just become a nightmare zone. Talk to the women in your life. I swear to God, if I get one lollycon dotion in my porn chatter email. Yes. Let's also not get forever. that. And, and you know, here's what I'm saying. Just tweet to me <laughs> at Asteris. I'll sort through them and I'll figure this out. Go to the women in your life. Find out what porn they watch. Find out what porn they like. We need some suggestions and we'll review that porn on a, on a future episode. Oh, speaking of porn, this is the perfect place to, st- to state this. The, you know that disgusting Dakimura of me? Yeah. Okay, for, the, for those new listeners on episode one, I opened up live on air. Somebody made a furry sex art of me called an Asterios Docky. It is so disgusting that I have been very afraid to share it on the internet because I don't want, if it's not age gated properly or something, I could get in trouble. I'm telling you, this is like the radium of pornography. It is an unstable pornographic isotope and it must be released in a controlled fashion or it may destroy you and me. Next week, I have two ex- I have two sex scientists who will be calling in. One of them is na- one of them only goes by the name Ninja online. Holy shit, is he a Fortnite streamer? I I don't know. I hope so. The other one, his name is Connor L. He's from uh, Canada. Both of them have published numerous papers in scientific journals about the new sexuality, how people are falling in love with uh, 
online 3D characters. They're known as digisexuals. Uh, Ninja is right now writing an article on waifuism and its effects on modern sexual sexuality. Uh, Connor wrote, even guest wrote an article for Pornhub and is going to tell us all about the history of hentai. I had no idea, but it dates back to the 1800s. This guy, when I talked to him over the phone, he's showing me like woodcuts of Japanese pornography. Crazy. These two sexperts are going to help us find the safest and most reasonable way to release the very dangerously sexual Asterios Daki. So tune in next week. And maybe these guys will tell, be able to help you find a website that kind of does it for you. Manuel Ferreira isn't bad. Okay. Maybe I'll look, maybe I'll look more. Oh, nope. Just kidding. He's bald. <laughs> Sorry. Cut his hair. All right. Well, speaking of cut, we're going to cut things <laughs> short right here. We'll be right back after this break with more of the Loudest Podcast. Welcome back to the Loudest Podcast. Asterios, Copenhagen, and Sriracha here. All right. We are recording once again from our traditional setup. Uh, for those who listen to the video or watch the video st uh, uh, stream every Saturday afternoon, sorry that last week looked a little bit fucked. We were at my mom's house down in Florida. I think that is maybe our best visit to Florida ever. I love the birds. We saw the birds. <laughs> yes. Uh, we were down there for only a couple of days to visit my mom. She's been having a little bit of trouble. Uh, a little, it's not a major health concern. It's nothing scary, but like, eh, it's probably better if her son's around to help her fucking do the, oh my God, the shit my mom's trying to do. She's trying to like replace all the batteries and the smoke detectors and she's trying to take apart patio furniture. She's trying to climb to readjust security cameras. And it's like, mom, I spent a lot of money to fly down here so that I could do these things. Can you please stop trying to do these things? It's, but I don't know. How do you tell your mom not to do stuff? It's she's can't, they're not going to listen. They're not going to listen. Nope. And then here's the thing. And then my mom is constantly complaining about how her mom, my grandma does not listen when it comes to this physical stuff. And I'm like, mom, we have we are in an actively ironic scenario right now. You just got off the phone with your mom and you complained that she won't do the nursing thing. And now you're... Anyway, so we went down to Florida. And after my mom falls asleep at 7, me and Sriracha get to go <laughs> have fun down in Orlando. And, uh, but one day, we went to Gatorland. Oh, Gatorland is fantastic. If you're ever in Orlando, please go to Gatorland. <laughs> Gatorland is the best. Gatorland, it really does bill itself as redneck Disneyland. Like, that is the vibe. It costs $20 to get in. First, right off the bat. Disney costs like $110 to go to. More than that, man. If you want to get that part copper pass, you're going to drop at least $180. Yeah, that's exactly right. Gatorland, 20 bucks to get in. Free parking at Gatorland. Gatorland, they will sell you two gigantic cans of beer. It's $6 each. No $9 Disney beers. Now, but here's the difference. At Disney, they will over-serve you to the point where it's like a joke. Yeah. Like, Sriracha and I, we went down to downtown Disney on another day down in Orlando, and it was like Diet Coke, $3. Add two shots of, of nice whiskey to this. $12. They got a place that serves in downtown Disney. Oh, wait, no, it's called Disney Springs now because mm -hmm. 
downtown sounds a little <laughs> little Detroit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the white families visiting Disney. No joke. Da- downtown Disney was named in the 80s, and now people associate the downtown area of their cities with crime. So now it's Disney Springs. Sidebar. Hey! Sidebar. Why is it that whenever I tell people like my friends in Los Angeles that I live in Brooklyn, they act like I just said I live in South Sudan. Like it is much more dangerous here than in fucking Brooklyn. This ain't Spike Lee's Brooklyn anymore. I see. Now that's confusing to me because when I left LA in 2014, Brooklyn was just associated with the girls from girls. Like Brooklyn was seen as like the safest, hippest, poshest. Brooklyn was thought of as like a rich kid playground. Right. Yeah. Like, and we're like, we're in West Hollywood. This is where all of the crime mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially <laughs> after two a.m. when the bars, uh, when the bars close. Whereas in New York, there are twenty-four hour bars here. There is no like. That's the problem with like Boston. All the bars close at two. Yeah. You in L.A., all the bars close too. Okay. So what you're telling me is that at two o'clock, it's going to be a nightmare of drunk driving and fights. Yeah. If you want to see somebody get stabbed, just stand outside Santa Monica at two a.m. Yeah. In Boston, we called it the two a.m. show. It was called the <laughs> two a.m. show. Whereas in New York, drunks file out at their own pace. Drunks are allowed to move at their own pace, file out at their own pace. And me and Sriracha live like in the asshole of Brooklyn. We live like in the farthest away part of Brooklyn where there's like no need to gentrify it because no one would want to live here. But it's cheap. Yeah. Even the bars here close at 4 a.m. It's lovely. It's really nice. All right. But anyway, so yeah, Gatorland is, uh, but at Gatorland... They will only serve you one beer at a time. And every time, and so Siraj is watching a, a gator show. I'm trying to get a beer for me and an apple cider for her. And they're like, well, you can pay for them both now, but we'll have to hold the apple cider here. And your girlfriend will have to come pick up the cider and then know your name. And then we could do. Yeah, that's weird. Why does Disney give less of a shit about drunk adults being assholes around kids? than Gatorade. Is it Disney's whole thing that, like, you have a magical time here? I don't know if they think somebody puking after the Haunted Mansion ride is, a magic, is the magic of Disney. I don't think that's very on-brand <laughs> for them. But here's why. And it's the interesting difference between Disneyland and Gatorland. Tell me. At Gatorland, if you get drunk enough, you might try to fight a gator. True. That's why Ga- Gatorland just has these, like, big pits of gators you could at any time put your hand in a gator's mouth and lose your hand. It's got all these very funny signs like, hey, our gator's favorite favorite food is fingers, so don't touch the gators. And they're all in, like, southern vernacular. It's like, hey, hey, howdy there. Don't you dare put your finger in that old gator pit. <laughs> You're going to yeah. take it clean off. All the signs are cut so they look like they're on, like, a piece of wood that was just ripped off of a tree bark. And, like, all the lettering on it is, like, hand-painted. And it'll, it'll just say things like, you know, we we only find the nastiest gators in Florida. Like, we call them our brothers and sisters. So don't feed them, kids. Yeah, that's um, great. I think that's why Gatorland doesn't want us getting drunk. So it's a it's trade-off. You know what I mean? We did uh, we did get pretty. We each had five beers in about two hours. Yeah, uh-huh. and then we also had rum coffee before. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because Sriracha at 11 a.m. When I, when I made Sriracha coffee... 
She pulled out my dad's bottle of rum from a from a cabinet, held it up next to her face, made the shush noise, then made the pory pory drinky drinky hand. Mom was never the wiser that her that her two adorable that the adorable kids in her house were drunk as skunks in an Uber on their way to Gatorland. I wanted to drink on my Sunday. Leave me nobody bitches when Lena Dunham does it at brunch. But suddenly I'm putting rum in my coffee. It's a problem. Yeah, exactly. Leave leave <laughs> Lena Dunham alone or Sriracha or both of them. Or just leave Sriracha alone. Yeah, just leave honest. Sriracha alone. Yeah. Okay. Now, the reason, now, look, we like a lot of the stuff at Gatorland. We love the Gator Pits. We love, they do a thing called uh, Cooter and, what's the other one's name? Bubba. Bubba and Cooter's Jumpin' Gator Review. Uh, Sriracha, would you care to explain what happens? Uh, Bubba and Cooter's Jumpin' Gator Review is a show where Bubba, a, a two gentlemen, Named Bubba and Cooter are both competing for a job and how they're, I don't think this is OSHA approved, but how they decide who's going to get the job is they each have big raw chickens that they hold over the gator on like a clothesline type of apparatus and whoever can get their gator to jump the highest gets the job. Of course, at the end, they both get the job and they run this show every couple hours but I've noticed that it's always the same announcer for Bubba and Cooter's Gator Show. But Bubba and Cooter are played by two different gentlemen throughout the day. There are two Cooters and two Bubbas. And half of them are white and half of them are black. <laughs> yeah, which I like. They do race blind casting of Bubba and Cooter. Yeah, but I feel like that's going to confuse the kids. Like, watch it twice because they run this show every hour. So, oh, Cooter was white and now he's black. <laughs> What's going on? Doesn't that kind of take you out of the experience? <laughs> I, I'm on. I think the kids are going to Bubba and Cooter's less for the racial casting and more <laughs> because Bubba and Cooter tie full raw chickens to a zip line and then and then throw them down down the zip line. And then gators jump out of the water, grab these entire chickens in their mouths, and pull them to the bottom of the sea. Yeah, it's a pretty good show. That Highly might recommend. be the draw. That might more be the draw. Did you know that Bubba and Cooter's Gatorland Jumpin' Gator Review is available on YouTube and Facebook Live? Are you kidding me? Yeah. I'm going to see if I can pull it up. I'm going to see if I can pull it up. Maybe we can end on like an audio clip from it. Okay. Um... Now, the reason we went to Gatorland, though, honestly, it wasn't for the Gators or the Snakes or Cooter or Bubba. It was for a little place called the Very Merry Aviary. Oh, God, yes. Sriracha, would you care to, take, would you care to tell people about it? The Very Merry Aviary is a essentially a, you walk into a, I want to say, what would you call it, a room? Uh, an outdoor enclosure? An outdoor enclosure, that's perfect. An outdoor enclosure that is filled with... Hundreds, maybe even thousands of budgies. It's so great. It's like being in a tornado of birds. And these birds want one thing and one thing only, and it's seed sticks. Seed sticks are little popsicle sticks that you buy for $1, and they come dipped in honey and bird seed. And you hold them, and the birds just come to you. They land on you. They love you. They want to pick the seeds off the sticks. And you get an intimate look at these birds. There are hundreds of them. They are running around on the ground and not flying. You have to shuffle your feet instead of walking normally because these birds just run on the ground. 
Um, now, this is our second time at the Very Merry Aviary. The last episode, we told people about the Very Merry Aviary. Sriracha, the first time you went to the Very Merry Aviary, you were overwhelmed and in tears. I feel like there were many more birds the first time I was there because I remember getting a seed stick, being swarmed, dropping yes. the seed stick, and then... It was just empty. Why did it seem like there were less birds this time? There were less birds this time because it was colder out. Last time we went was in, ironically, in January. But it was so nice. We were like sweating. We were walking around and getting our Fitbit steps and all this stuff. This time, a little chillier. I think a lot of the budgies just, because the ceiling of the Very Merry Aviary is just filled with, uh, with little like, Hidey holes. Yeah, they're like beehives, but for budgies. They're like budge hives. And I'm guessing that these budgies were like, well, I do want some seed sticks, but it's fucking freezing out there. I'm a tiny little bird. I'll wait a couple of days. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they have seeds in their hidey holes. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, last time I managed to get four birds on me. This time the most I could do is three. I got three this time as well. Do you think you connected with the birds on an emotional level this time? Yes, I like when they fluff up. Man, those birds were not happy to see one another either. Yes! Like if you, I would get one bird on one seed stick. I had two seed sticks, actually. I would get one bird on one seed stick, and then another bird on another seed stick, and I would try to put them together, and they started fighting. Yeah, these birds were pecking at each other. Only, see, that's, which lends credence to my theory. Only the angriest, bravest of birds were braving the coal this time. Were braving the coal this time. Last time, it was nice. Every bird was having a good time last time. Yeah. And this time, they were just angry. Angry Labodgies. Yeah, but I will say, we saw some beautiful feather patterns. There was this one little budgie who just had this little spot of, like, sky blue on his back. It was so, so cute. We saw this one budgie that had, like, yellow and black feathering, so we called him Pineapple. Um, Don't forget Lemon. Lemon, which was this all-yellow budgie, just as, as yellow as Superman's favorite solar body. There were less birds this time, but I think they were really beautiful. And it was so cool they'd come and hang out with us. Eventually, I'm tr event like there are all these little kids who are half my height, and they can't get any birds. And the reason they can't is because I'm holding my seed sticks way above my head to kind of like cock block them from getting birds. Oh, and those birds see those seed sticks, and they're coming. They're coming, all right. Yeah, but eventually, like I brought the birds down to lower the kids' height so the kids could pet the birds and scratch them behind their little listen holes. So listen holes. I think we. I think we had a pretty good time at Gatorland this time. I do, too. Um, this is the first time we've gone to Orlando in a while, though, and have not brought back a pork. That's true. I wanted to, but Stereo said I would rather them stay here. Even they were sitting there, and they were looking at them, and I heard them all say, please, please take us home, because if you don't take us home, we're going to get covered in ink and thrown behind the dumpster, because there's not going to be any porks in episode, what is it, episode 7? Episode 10. Episode 10. Or episode 9, right, right. If there's no porgs in episode nine, we're going to get covered in ink and thrown in the dumpster and all of us are going to get our stuffing ripped out because we don't because Disney doesn't want to encourage people to go dumpster diving. <laughs> Please save us. And Asterius was like, LOL, nope. Why are you beeping? Hey, guys, it's beeping time. Yeah, this will happen. Do you, do you want to do some screaming out the window? That was like a 30 second. What the fuck was that? It's not going to stop. We got we're going to have to we're going to have to do another clap sync for Zwick. We're going to have to let these guys pass.
We're done? You guys, you guys done? You want to keep beeping? That'll definitely make traffic go faster, right? <laughs> yep, now they're all screaming at each other. Are they really? Yeah, they're didn't fight. you hear that lady screaming? I guess they're gone now. This is a residential area. <laughs> you guys need to calm the fuck down. I, I definitely don't understand why our street is so popular. <laughs> For fucking beepers. We're at the end of the world. We are. We really are. Go argue with each other in Midtown Manhattan. You goddamn. Useless fucks. Jesus. Are right, you ready for another collapsing? Yeah. All right. Three, two, one. Okay. But that's not all we did in our Orlando vacation. We also went to my favorite arcade, a place called Player One Arcade. Cost $5 to get in on a Friday or Saturday night. Unlimited video games. They have weird, ancient video games that you've never seen before. And Sriracha went in to Player One Arcade with one goal and one goal only to finally make it through Don Bluth's Dragon Lair. Fuck that game and fuck you, Don Bluth. I'm glad you're dead. I don't think Don Bluth is dead. I hope you're dead. Okay. Why is this game haunting you? So? It, I hate it. It's impossible. It's difficult to a point that is unnecessary and not difficult be- in the fun way where you're figuring it out. It's difficult because you need to hit the buttons at the exact right time or you cannot progress through the game. Yes. Uh, it, for those who don't know what Don Blue's Dragon Lair is, it's really, really interesting. It's a video game... That is a four minute long cartoon that's in a laser disc player that's in a cabinet. This game came out in 1983. It's beautifully animated by, again, animation master Don Bluth. And the controls essentially control the chapters of the of the laser disc. So when your knight starts walking towards the door, you gotta hit left real quick. And then that'll unlock an animation where he's going through the door. If you don't hit left at the exact time the game wants you to hit left, you see this guy just die over and over again. How many times do you think you've seen Dirk the Dragon's Lair Knight die? Upwards of 20. Yeah, and then he turns into a skeleton, and then the skeleton, like, folds its arms and wags its finger at you and then collapses into bones. So not only do you see your main character die, but as your main character die, he's also like, thanks a lot, shit brains. The last thing he does is shame you for not being good at video games. Yeah, and we're trying our goddamn best. This isn't like a normal video game like Pac-Man. You're telling me to hit the chapter skip button on technology that is 25 years old. Right, I blame the cabinet more than anything. I also blame the cabinet. I think that this laser disc is laser fucked. I think I have succeeded in completing a move sequence maybe once, twice if I'm being real generous and including the last trip. (laughs) Yeah, so what we have to do in order to make any progress in this game at all is just because all the games are free... Hit the hit the player one button a hundred times to give the character a hundred lives because eventually the game will be like, okay, you're clearly a uh, mentally challenged six year old. We <laughs> will move on to the next thing for you. So we have to watch this guy die seven times just to see him open a door the right way. And we press the button at every possible iteration of every possible time to get Dirk through that door. This cabinet's fucked. But then again, what do you want them to do? Go to the Dragon Lair repair shop, get a new Dragon Lair laser disc. Like, they're kind of fucked too at this arcade. Yeah, no, I, it, 
there is no solution. There's no solution except watch it on YouTube, and I don't want to. No, I don't want to watch it on YouTube either. I want to beat the game, but I never will. I never will. We might be able to buy this. Wait a minute. This would make a great Twitch stream. This game is available on Steam. Is it? Yes. Wow. And the sequel to it, Space Ace. Is it as freaking difficult on Steam as it is on Cabinet Laserdisc? I'm going to say it's probably 90% as difficult. Because, look, even when that game is perfectly running, it is impossible. Yeah. Like, that game was not new when I was a kid, but at least the, you know, when I'm in an arcade in 1993, the game is only 10 years old. And at the time, there is like a dedicated support staff of, of arcade repair people who can live a middle class existence doing such. As opposed to now, where the only people that can repair arcade cabinets are like weirdos. Weirdos with their weird arcade Instagram channels and shit. Like right now, the only person that can fix like a pinball machine is like a pinball kid who has the pinball apps and wears the pinball shirts and is making his own pinball machine on Patreon. If you go, if you go to patreon.com slash pinheads with a Z. <laughs> I worked with one of these pinball kids. Did you really tell us? Oh my God, it's hysterical. Okay. Oh, let's talk about the weirdest people we've ever worked with. <laughs> okay. Go for it. All right. So I worked with one of these pinball kids. Uh, hold on. Let's wait for the cars to stop honking. What is it? Okay, we live, full disclosure, very close to a stop, what's it called, a traffic light? Yeah. People get very ornery at this traffic section, and I don't know why. Like, at 3 a.m. in the morning, too. This never stops. Yeah, it's it's insane. And again... They are lucky. I'm a very heavy sleeper. <laughs> they're honking the horn as if the person ahead of them also doesn't want to go. It's like, no, the per- I'm sure the person ahead of them wants to live in their car forever. Yeah, you stupid assholes. That's part of the rules of the road is you can't, you can only move as fast as the car in front of Jesus you. fucking crap. Okay, hold on, hold on. Oh, wait, I'm so sorry. What was, I was just about to say something. I don't remember. Oh, weird, weird, weird coworkers. All right. All right. So this guy I'm working with, he's, he, he tries to pitch every single brand we work with on pinball. It like like okay, let's say it's like a cereal company. He's like, hey, you know what uh, would be great for a uh, cereal company? Uh, some sort of pinball championship where the winner gets a big trophy made out of cereal, or like a shoe company. Hey, what if we call these shoes like the most comfortable shoes to uh, play pinball in? Maybe we get some like pinball experts to like wear these shoes, like uh, or uh, a cell phone company. Hey, what about a thing where uh, we set up a thing where if you show that you're a uh, T-Mobile customer at a pinball arcade, you get free pinball thanks to T-Mobile. T-Mobile Tuesday. And we're all like, we get it, Keith. You like pinball. Was that really his name? No, of course not. He's one (laughs) of these guys that like buys a pinball machine, then holds it so he can sell it later at a profit. He's like a pinball speculator. I like how you're describing basic concepts of capitalism. (laughs) Like they're the most insane thing ever. Like, yeah, she buys a bunch of these shoes and then she just waits and lists them on eBay for more than she paid for them <laughs> because they're rare items. Flipping a house, I get. <laughs> Flipping a car, I get. Flipping a comic book, I get. Do you know how much room you need for pinball machines to flip pinball machines? You know how much room you need for a house, <laughs> Yeah, but you can live in the house until you flip it. This guy has like a dedicated, and he's a New Yorker. So he's spending hundreds of dollars a month to house his pinball machines that he's going to flip later and hopefully make a couple of bucks on. 
I'm telling you right now, Sriracha, I don't know about the strength and longevity of the pinball market. I don't, I don't know if you want to be long on pinball. I, I I don't either, but I know that I do suddenly have a craving to go to that secret pinball bar in New York City. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Let, let me look up the name of this place. There is a pinball speakeasy. Sunshine Laundromat. That's what it's called. And it's pretty fucking cool. It's really cool, except for the fact that they don't have a liquor license. All right, so you got to drink so. <laughs> You gotta drink fucking soju. I hate that shit. Every guy, almost every goddamn barcade out there only has soju. I bet there's some sort of like archaic law from the the 1900s where it's like, if you run a Nickelodeon Arcadium, you're not allowed to to serve hard spirits or let loose (laughs) women of the night ply their wares in the storehouse. Every... Mrs. T's Barcade in L.A., soju. Uh, the bar- the Barcade chains out here, soju. Sunshine Liquor, soju, soju, soju. Oh, and the Barcade in Orlando, Player One. Did it have hard liquor? No. What did it have? Fucking beer. And? <laughs> soju. Yeah, and they had to come up with all these names where they're like, this is a Dixiecon soju. It's banana soju and chocolate soju. And, and it's let like- me tell you, they need to figure out how to pour beer at that bar because those waitresses, not nearly hot enough to be distributing the amount of head on those beers that I bought. The waitresses at that bar are all dressed in video game cosplay, like Mario and Luigi are there, and Zelda, Ganondorf Zelda, and this and that. I'm telling you right now, though, I think that that bar is run by and owned by burlesque people. Oh, yes. I I could tell from a mile away. (laughs) Yes. And that's why you're not getting what you're looking for in the server department in the not overweight department (laughs) yeah oh my god um but speaking of hot waitresses yeah we went to a a cool japanese restaurant down in orlando it's actually right next to player one arcade what perfect orlando date go to go to player one arcade walk like 20 yards uh like just down the sidewalk there's an amazing japanese restaurant we had a really hot waitress there yeah we did um, now you had an opinion on, now originally you thought she was a good waitress, right? Yeah, you know, I sat there for all of dinner and I'm like, you're doing your best. That's fine. You're doing a great job. And then afterwards I realized she was not doing a great job. She was just very good looking. And I was yeah. like, damn it. I got bamboozled again. <laughs> yes. This waitress is constantly forget. She forgot two things I ordered. She forgot to, first of all, she did not. We bought a bottle of sake, and instead of putting it on ice, I guess she just threw it in the garbage because we never got it. Yeah, and so we're waiting 40 (laughs) minutes for the sake, and we're like, well, I'm sure she's chilling the sake. I'm sure she's chilling the sake. 40 minutes later, we're like, hey, is that sake done? And she's like, ah, no. uh, And then we're like, okay, can we get literally any other alcohol, any other alcohol at all? So she did give us this really cool... It's what's called like cloudy sake. Kanazuki perfect snow or something. Yeah. It started started with a K and perfect snow was the end of it. It's 27% alcohol by volume. On the back, it even says, warning. This will kill your child. (laughs) This sake has much more alcohol than traditional sake does. So be careful. And we're like, yeah, we'll be careful with a second fucking bottle of this. 
That was great. It was great. I liked it. I did like it. Yeah, but the whole time, Sriracha's complimenting the waitress, complimenting the waitress. And then only later does she realize that the waitress was just wearing a low-cut shirt and very tight jeans. And by that point, she made off with the tip. We Bamboozle- tipped her 20%! Bamboozled again. <laughs> God damn it. Bamboozled. Um, okay, so we've talked about Dragon's Lair. Yeah, let's get it on Steam. The chat's telling me it's available on Steam. Oh, that's really exciting to me. Yeah, the chat is also asking, what is soju? Uh, it's a Korean, soju is a Korean liquor that's similar to sake, but at a lower alcohol percentage that I believe, for the sake of America, is classified not as a spirit, but as a wine. Yes, yeah, it, it is. I mean, because well, sake is rice wine. So yeah, soju is like a low alcohol content wine that you can make delicious mixers with. Yeah, if you go to the liquor store, it is usually in green bottles next to the sake. Try it out. It's not terrible but it's also not good <laughs> okay we are we are now at an hour we've got to talk about cutthroat kitchen in the chapter we never will we do all right so all right so so we don't have to go long on this but let's try to go fast in it all right on this week's segment of reality check i like that that's clever i like that okay what's the sting on that oh the sting is uh i didn't come here to make friends I came here to talk about reality shows. <laughs> reality chess. What do you think? I love it. Can you do better? Uh, no. I didn't <laughs> think so. All right. The other week, I go over to my friend Lucy's house to get high and drink and watch TV. And we're both, we're both complaining about how we're unemployed. And then she puts on something called Cutthroat Kitchen. She says, I love watching Cutthroat Kitchen when I'm high. She goes, but it's just a ripoff of Chopped. Now, I've never seen Chopped either, so I don't know what's being ripped off. But both of these shows are in season 14. So as usual, everyone but me has watched Chopped and Cutthroat Kitchen. Sriracha? Yeah, I've seen both of them. Cutthroat Kitchen fucking sucks, though. Explain both. That you Have you really never seen Chopped? Or no. did you watch Chopped after? But you watched a little bit of Chopped after... I- I have now watched Chopped because I was like, I got to watch an episode of Chopped to know what the fuck people are talking about and why Sriracha likes Chopped more than Cutthroat Kitchen. That's what I thought. So why don't you explain the differences between Cutthroat Kitchen and Chopped because I got very strong opinions on Cutthroat Kitchen. All right. So on Chopped, they get four cooking candidates. They're all given random ingredients, kind of like Iron Chef style, where it's like, you got to somehow make an omelet but we're not going to give you any eggs. You got to make an omelet out of uh, uh, Twix bar, uh, an avocado, and some shoelaces. <laughs> yeah. And these people do it. They make like really amazing meals. And then they're judged by three candidates. And, you know, they over the course of the episode, they each get chopped. So now we're down to three, now we're down to two. And then the final person wins uh, $10,000, $20,000, something like that. It's very simple. Before I go on, have I explained chopped correctly? Yeah, you pretty. Yeah, I think so. Pretty oh, much. <laughs> okay. So now here's what Cutthroat Kitchen is. There's four people, and they're given a recipe. They go, "We need you to make an omelet." Now, go, go, go! Do supermarket sweep style stuff. Go, go, go! Do guys' kitchen, guys' grocery challenge stuff. Go, go, go! Then these four people run into what is clearly the producer's closet. They run into a closet, and they're trying to grab ingredients off the shelves. 
But it does not look fun. Like running through a grocery store to grab ingredients, fun. Uh, Nickelodeon, the super toy run. Running through a uh, Toys R Us to grab all the toys you can in 60 seconds, fun. So they send these four people into a closet which is poorly lit and they're just clearly putting cameras up on shelves because <laughs> all these cameras look fucking terrible. And then it's like, go, go, go. You've only got 30 seconds left. Go, go, go. And then they run out and they're like, oh, thank goodness you got, we got all our ingredients. So right away they're wasting my time. Why couldn't they just have started with these ingredients? Yeah, it's, when I'm watching, it it's blows my mind that someone sat down and said, let's make a cooking show, except let's, let's make a cooking show and try to attract audiences that want to see people cook, except let's make it as convoluted and stupid as possible and highlight everything except the cooking portion. Yes. Now, now, by the way, this show is shot like Chopped. It's in a set like Chopped. And it, I don't know who the host is on Chopped, but on Cutler Kitchen, it's Alton Brown. And Alton Brown is trying to do like a survivor Jeff Probst annoying, tormenting Loki host character. Sorry, we're stopping for the honking. The honking and the terrible. Somebody's playing La Cucaracha. da 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 so Alton Brown is doing this like Loki-ish, puckish trickster thing where he's like, you're running out of time. Uh-oh, better get the glaze on those buns. <laughs> you like, you should be plating. But Alton Brown is also not charming. Like Jeff Probst is being annoying, but you also kind of get the sense that hey, he's just fucking with you a little bit. Yeah. With I Alton Brown, that. you get the sense that he like would be awful to work with. I, you think so? I, mm, Are I you an Alton Brown fan? Tell me. I used to like his TV show that was on Good Eats. He seemed like a really nice guy in that one, but I agree that the everybody is trying to do the Jeff from Survivor thing now, and it, it you need a certain personality to pull it off. Yeah, you need this kind of like, eh, we, we're just having, it's like, a, it's like a, a, when Don Rickles gets up on stage and makes fun of the entire audience and all of their ethnicities. You also know he's kidding. Yeah. But then again, I've never seen Good Eats, so I'm not, so I don't know. Maybe Alton Brown, maybe Alton Brown just can't play the heel well. I think so, because he seems really nice on that show. It's good. Maybe, then again, I haven't watched it in a decade, probably, so maybe I'm fucking up too. <laughs> well, something tells me the show has not changed in a decade. Um, all right, so then they get all their ingredients. They're each given a briefcase with $10,000 in it, and they can use that money in an auction-style scenario to either pay for upgrades to their own kitchen or to pay to put impediments in the way of their opponent's kitchens. For example, uh, you can, you know, uh, Alter Brown will come out and he'll be like, I have a shelf that is just full of canned food. Weird, gross canned food. Um, whoever bids the highest on this will be able to trade any other player their entire basket for this gross canned food. So, you know, kind of like in You Don't Know Jack, like you usually screw somebody. Or they'll be like, I've got, uh, I have a fully cooked turkey dinner here. Uh, the Whoever bids the highest can use any part of this turkey dinner in their own cooking to, to helpfully win the challenge. But the other thing with Cutthroat Kitchen is you bid with your eventual winnings. So as opposed to a traditional game show where the amount of money you could win goes up over the course of the game show, 
In Cutthroat Kitchen, if you're bidding on this to screw this guy or this to make your own dish better, eventually you might only leave with like six hundred dollars. Yeah. It's like, why am I watching TV to watch a guy win $600? Right. And I, I don't like how complicated this show. I don't get who this show is for. It's like they made a sh- cooking show for people that have no interest in cooking. And at the end of it, you can so easily say, oh, of course I lost. I wasn't didn't have $5,000 to get rid of these Mickey Mouse hands for me to cook. I don't get what the extra layer of competition is adding to this. Like on Botched, they don't make the surgeons do a hula hoop dance to get the scalpels that they need to fix somebody's nose. I don't understand what this is, what the... I, I don't like Cutthroat Kitchen. I don't like it at all. And the, the, just the last weird thing about it is, okay, the Mickey Mouse hands thing. Yeah, so in the episode of Cutthroat Kitchen I watched, you could bid to have somebody else have to wear white butler's gloves. <laughs> and and they were not allowed to get these butler gloves stained at all. So like, so one dude is clearly the runaway best chef on Cutthroat Kitchen. So another guy spends $7,000 to have this good chef gloved. What? That's 70% of your winning. Yes, exactly. Or they each get 20 grand, not 10 grand. They each get 20 grand. But still, that's way too much money. That's too much money. That's 35% okay. of your winnings. Yeah. So now, so now this good chef has these dainty white gloves on. He's trying to cook. He's only got 30 minutes. At one point, he gets some meat sauce on his gloves. So I'm thinking, oh, shit. This guy's in trouble now. He's going to be disqualified. That's it. Alton Brown goes over to him and he goes, did you get your gloves dirty? The guy goes, yes. He goes, Alton Brown goes, well, that's a $100 fine. <laughs> Wait, for every state or just period? I just, uh, for the first offense. And the guy did not stain his gloves again. So, so these punishments don't even end up punishing you that much. There was another thing where uh, in, in the final Cutthroat Kitchen showdown, there were a bunch of mugs of coffee set up across the room a la beer pong. And if you... You could, uh, and you, and the uh, the chef who got screwed by this challenge was given a big bowl of donuts. They had to throw the donuts from across the room into these mugs of coffee, and for every donut they successfully got in a mug of coffee, they were given one of their kitchen implements back. So, okay, they each have 30, se- they each have 30 minutes to cook. One guy bids like $5,000 to make the other one have to do the, the, the donut mug challenge thing. It took him three minutes to get all the donuts in the mugs and and get all his cooking on his back because they gave him unlimited donuts. To be fair, that guy is an alcoholic. <laughs> okay, that's true, but but I don't. But there's a difference between throwing a ping pong ball and throwing a and throwing a munchkin. Munchkins are nice and heavy. You can get a munchkin across the room. Yeah, ping pong balls are light. So again, these challenges, these these. Ways people get screwed really don't hurt them, or they hurt them to the point where it's ridiculous. Like you have to make a you have to make dinner with dog food tonight. <laughs> and so it's just like, what the fuck is that? And this tastes like dog shit. Eliminate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a fucking cutthroat kitchen. Oh my god. It's too unnecessarily complicated, and I would love to have been sitting in the meeting for that. Where they explained it in a way where it sounds like it could work. Because even as a concept, this sounds fucking stupid. Well, the way it was pitched was just, hey, we need Chopped. 
how can we make this different enough from Chopped so are that they, we can air it? Are they both not Food Network programs? Are they both Food Network programs? I'm almost 100% positive they are. All right, Cutthroat, Kitchen, and Chopped. Chopped is on the Food Network. Oh my God, they're both on the Food Network. Wait, then wait a minute. Then here's how that conversation went. We would like to be able to use the Chopped set on alternate days. What's something we can shoot on the Chopped set that's like Chopped, but isn't Chopped? I've got it. Cutthroat Kitchen. Yeah, no, that sounds like it makes sense. Yep. Well, anyway, that's it for this uh, this week's episode of the Loudest Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks for being a goddamn supporter. Uh, our intro music was written by Waterboy, spelled W-A-U-T-E-R-B-O-I. You can find his music on Bandcamp at waterboy.bandcamp.com. Our outro is by Tom from the Roast Mortem podcast at roastmortem.com. And this episode and every episode of both Boomer vs. Zoomer and The Loudest Podcast was edited by Zwick. Zwick is a fantastic editor. Uh, last week, he was hired to edit an episode of... The official podcast. He edited the audio for their YouTube and for their episode that week. I think it was episode 119. Um, we are looking for Zwick to get more amazing gigs like this. So if you know somebody who needs a great audio editor, producer, if you run a podcast and you need a, a, an editor or you just want your audio quality taken up a notch, get in touch with me. I'll put you in touch with Zwick and you can, hopefully you guys can make some stuff happen. Um, next week, we will have two sexperts on the show oh one more thing i want to plug the guy who sent me this amazing uh x-wing made entirely out of shop metal his name is michael he's down in australia he has launched a new instagram feed called at michael's metalcraft um he told me that he is working on something brand new for me and Sriracha, a new metal sculpture. Is it a pork? I assume it's a pork, <laughs> but it could also be the Starship Enterprise. Pork on the Starship Enterprise? Uh, it could be a pork. I don't know what it's going to be, but follow Michael's Metalcraft on Instagram so you can follow along and see how this thing is being built. As you can see, some of the other amazing stuff this guy's made. Um. Anyway, that's it for the last podcast. We will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.